0: Hey everyone, it's Justin. Welcome to part two of our Mayday Nonprofit Spotlight. Really excited to bring you our interview with Executive Director of the Little Bit Foundation, Rosemary Hanley. You can and you will want to find out more information about them. You can visit their website at thelittlebitfoundation.org. That is thelittlebitfoundation.org. The Little Bit Foundation is an organization uh, very near and dear to me. Uh, For the last 17 years, their goal has been to remove the obstacles that are standing between children and education. Uh, What they do is they embed themselves, literally embed themselves with a team of volunteers in St. Louis City and now some county schools, uh, partnering with the teachers and principals to tailor their programs and offerings to each school. And most importantly, they work one-on-one giving access to the kids for resources to help them overcome the challenges and let them focus on their education. They set up what are called Little Bit Boutiques, uh, where kids can come and get clothing, socks, shoes, coats, if they need anything. And a little bit is there in the school to help them get what they need. They also offer health screenings and services and academic enrichment programs as well, and they're just continuing to grow and thrive, and it's all under the direction of their amazing executive director, Rosemary Hanley, who started this organization 17 years ago with one coat drive, and now heads this organization, which is going to serve over 11,000 students this year. Rosemary Hanley was a 2018 Ellis Island Medal of Honor recipient. Those awards are given to individuals who have made it their mission to share their wealth of knowledge, indomitable courage, boundless compassion, unique talents, and selfless generosity with those less fortunate. That comes right from their website, and that is exactly what LittleBit and Rosener Hanley are doing. So I met with her at the LittleBit Foundation offices, and I kicked things off by just simply asking her how she felt about receiving and being honored with an Ellis Island Medal of Honor. Enjoyed this interview, and again, thelittlebitfoundation.org. Please check them out. They mean a ton to our city. And uh, might be growing and coming to your city. And thank you to Rosemary Hanley and the Little Bit Foundation for everything they do. And for sitting down with us to be our newest Mayday nonprofit spotlight. Thank you.
1: So that was probably our first obstacle. Then the second obstacle is really creating a business without losing the heart. So always keeping that child in, in the middle of every decision. Always making sure that you're making the right business decisions. But our customer is our child. And making sure that every decision we make benefits that child so creating a structure that we can duplicate over and over again so that was a huge challenge and then at the beginning while we developed trust in schools then we had to develop trust in donors so to invest in little bit to get people To want to give their money to a little bit when we did not have a track record was hard. So we had to create a structure that showed that we were doing exactly what we said we were going to do and over delivering. And the benefit of what we were doing was increasing attendance, was decreasing discipline problem, was increasing readiness to learn. So building trust in donors and building a team around supporting a little bit was probably the
0: next obstacle
1: and then just continuing to build and to grow and every day is a new challenge
0: So the school seem to have responded well and how have the families responded?
1: At the beginning of every school year we reach out through the schools so it's the school's relationship they re- they have their relationship with the parents. We have the relationship with the school and the students. And at the beginning of the school year, we send something out and say that the principal does little bit is in the school. These, this, these are the services. If you would prefer not to be supported by the service, please let us know. And we've had some parents that, would prefer that. And that is their choice. It is not about us. It's about what the parents want and how we support education. So that's happened, but I would have to say it's less than 1%. Everything we do is the dignity of the child, the respect for the child, and it's all for education. So if a parent doesn't think there's a need, then that is their choice.
0: Again, building as you have over 17 years, obviously, the vast majority of people think you're doing something right or you wouldn't have lasted this long. Right. So kudos to you. Thank you. So let's go back to the Ellis Island oh. award experience. So, what was the process when you went there? Because obviously this is a huge honor. And so, tell talk to us a little bit about your experience there when you you know got the award. I, I feel like I'm
1: still processing it because it was bigger than life, absolutely bigger than life. And I kept on kind of having to shake myself, like, what is going on? <laughs> and I'm I'm here. So a really beautiful part of all this is my whole family was there. My children, my um, husband, my son-in-law. And then some other people who came were our founding board members, our first board president, the people who before we had anything helped put structure in place and believed in us. And then we also had Rick and Susan Sullivan from St. Louis School Board who helped us see how to create something that we could duplicate and really understand the needs that were out there and how to answer those needs appropriately. So Bob and Casey O'Brien were there. Susie and Jay Andrews were there. So really, our founding board support were there.
0: So the people that were there at the beginning, the cornerstone of... A little bit.
1: And who came, who have worked through this. So so I believe this award is, was for all the people that were there, not just me. I was just the lucky one to be the recipient and get all the attention. But it was really to honor everyone and the sacrifice my family has given so that we can be successful. So I believe it was for all of us. It was bigger than life. To give you an idea that we had, there were 100 people being honored and there were two um, private ferries, full of the recipients, past recipients, and family members and um, guests who went over and were followed by New York City Fire Department blowing water behind us, wow. going around the Statue of Liberty until we re- got to Ellis Island. And we got to Ellis Island, and there was um, a red carpet walking from the ferry all the way into Ellis Island with our... Um, being saluted by our army, and um, being honored by the military, it was
0: it was surreal, it surreal, looks, <laughs> it and
1: breathtaking. Like it. And I'm still trying to, like I said, I'm just digest the whole
0: experience. Yeah, cause it sounds from what I, you know, fireworks display, speeches from people, bagpipe, military reception, firefighter escort. It was quite the production.
1: It was beyond incredible. Um, each person who received their, their award, there would be a picture of them up on this huge screen in the, in the main Ellis Island where all their ancestors walked through. And they would talk about you as you walk down the red carpet, the length of a football field. Oh, wow. <laughs> like what is going on? And to, to be there where our ancestors walked through and to be honored like this because of their sacrifices, it's so touching. And I have never been more proud to be an American than I was during this event. We all stood up and sang God bless America. And every person in the room was crying. Yeah. We were entertained by choirs from, from the military. Um, it was just, it was bigger than life.
0: Sounds very inspiring. It
1: was inspiring. Yeah. And it wasn't political. It was about the love for our country, those who sacrificed before us, and those who are sacrificing now.
0: That's tough to do in this day and age. It was beautifully done. That's great. Uh, So let's talk about that inspiration and how you're going to take that and move forward. So, you know, given what you've already done, uh, just from the inspiration you've received from the people you've worked with, with the schools you've been in, this obviously sitting there going through this surreal reception Uh, has got to spark some things in your mind. So how is this going to propel a little bit forward? And what do you see happening on the tails of this? So if you're asking me what my plan is. (laughs) Well, I know uh, given past context here that you don't probably have one. But
1: I believe I'm I'm being nudged. You know, I'm still floored by the people that I met there and how people were so excited to meet me. Saying, I want to learn more about what you're doing. I want to bring this to my city. Maybe we can work together. So I really, I'm I, right now, I'm focusing my energy on how to say thank you. And I'm how, how to be meaningful to Chris Zizza, who nominated me mm-hmm. and what I can do to thank him for this opportunity and this change in my life thinking about how do I reach out to all those people who were so kind to me and who came on this journey with me. So I'm, and I'm not there yet, but I do believe that there's connections. My, my father and my grandfather now through this nomination process, we're going to meet and we're going to talk about next steps and what it looks like. So I, I believe that things are going to happen. I'm holding on. (laughs) I'm holding on because I'm not sure what it's going to be, but I don't think I would be here in this situation if I wasn't supposed to be. And I'm just asking for everybody to help me and, and to um, let me know what they think and how I need to grow and how we help more children and improve education in, in our nation.
0: So listening to others. Absolutely. Seeing what they need. Absolutely. Which has propelled you this far.
1: Yeah, right. and, and trusting.
0: And so, you know, we want to talk a little bit about, a little bit, and the community in St. Louis in general. Um, it's kind of a city that's had its fair share of socially impactful issues in recent years, um, some centered around race, culture, economics, class, which are all integral issues when you get into schools that you work with. Talk about the things that have happened here from your personal standpoint and seeing how it's affected the schools.
1: So, 17 years in, I've watched poverty in St. Louis move and change. And I would think, I believe that that's my biggest job to understand and to notice. And I believe that there's a lot that needs to be done in our city. But I also believe that there's a lot of phenomenal people that are wanting to make a difference in all walks of life. I believe there's amazing people who are struggling that just need some extra support. And if they want support, we want to be there for them. I also believe that there's amazing people that have the opportunity to give back to our city that are giving back. If we all work together, it can't be about little bit siloing and beating our chest. It has to be about us all working together for the better of our city and the better of our students and the bet- for the better of our future, our workforce. So to give you an idea, when Michael Brown, when he was killed, there was a school down the street from where he was killed. And um, we know that the children there weren't getting food. So we went there as soon as we could to make sure that they had the support that they needed to stay in school. And that increased attendance because children and families knew that there was food there and there was support there. So it not only helped community building community, it also supplied basic needs that they so desperately needed. And if we can do that, why wouldn't we do that? You know, I, I believe there's good and kindness in every race, and we have to see that in each other. And I'm hoping that a little bit bridges differences and brings people together. And through a little bit, I have been the beneficiary of meeting the most beautiful people in every walk of life. The mom who is working so hard to make sure her kid can stay in school and has food. And then also the most wealthy person in St. Louis who wants to make a difference. And neither of them is better than each other, but they want the same thing. They want us They want our city to be a good place and they want the best for our children.
0: So your experience of these 17 years, how has it changed your perspective on the city of St. Louis as a whole?
1: I think this city is the coolest city out there. Like I had mentioned, I have never seen more giving, kind, loving people. I believe we focus too much on the negative. I believe that there are things we need to work on. I think we all need to pull together to work together. But I have never seen a more caring city. And I, we need to do a better job of shining the light on the good things.
0: Absolutely. Well, that's part of why we're here, shining a light on you. Absolutely. Thank you. And so what is your vision for the city? When you see this playing out, the good that you're doing, you know, maybe teaming with other nonprofits that are also doing similar things, What do you see for you? What is your vision? Where do you want to see the city of St. Louis?
1: So it's a little bit, right? Mm -hmm. We all need to do a little bit. So there we are with our name. I want to see more high school students graduating, prepared, ready for a career, ready for military, ready for college, whatever their dream is. I want them to be able to fulfill that dream, to understand that there's options, to know that people believe in them, and to create a stronger workforce, which will then benefit our city long-term. So the more productive children that graduate, young adults that graduate from high school, if Little Bit follows our students from preschool all the way from high school, we are hoping to prove the percentage of children graduating will increase, and they will be more productive, which will help them, which will help their families, which will help our city.
0: Absolutely, and I think I think something that's lost on some people that may not have the experience that you have, or just the you know experience of thinking about it and seeing these kind of things that instilling a dream in a child that may not necessarily be set up to have one because of the struggles that they're going through. And it's hard to have a dream when you have to worry about you know clothes, food, you know survival, survive, just basic needs that a lot of people. It's hard to relate to that in a way that makes you go, "Okay, I understand that. How can I help you get that?" And so I think what you guys are doing and trying to knock down those borders, so that those kids can go, "Okay, I'm taken care of. Now I can focus on class, education, you know, the things that they're supposed to be focusing on instead of where am I going to eat next and things like that." I think what you're doing is absolutely incredible. And the work you've done over 16 years, I did write this down. I did a little math. It might be a little fuzzy, so don't get too mad at me. Uh, So you've been doing this for 17 years. That's 3,000 days, 30,000 hours that you have been impacting lives. And you just said next year you're going to be impacting 11,000 kids. That's an incredible amount of good that has come from one coat drive from one person.
1: Um. I am so grateful every single day that I have been given this opportunity and that the people around me bring so much talent and knowledge to little bit and that we are able to continue to grow. And it's so much beyond me. It is it is a it is an army full of volunteers that come in and work at our school. It is a staff of 22. It's a young professional board who gives so much energy and thoughtfulness to our mission. It's a board that protects us and helps us to be strategic. It is way beyond me. And I am just the avenue. And I am grateful. I am so grateful to be given this avenue. And the hardest thing has been understanding what to do with the attention. You know, my happiest is when I'm in front of kids and just hearing them and understanding them. And that's when I'm the happiest. So i being with my family and friends. So I feel grateful.
0: I would say what you can do with the attention is put it back on the results of what you've done. Yes. And showing people that we can do it. One person can start a coat drive and seventeen years later be impacting the lives of eleven thousand children. So cool, isn't it? It's so amazing. Crazy. It's amazing. So most importantly, because you are a nonprofit. So yes. time, money, and resources are always obstacles. Uh so where can people go to get more information about the Little Bit Foundation? If they want to donate, if they wanna help, if they want to start drives, where where should they go?
1: Thank you. Cause we, we need everybody's help. Please reach out and everybody has a place here at little bit. Everyone is important here. Our website is thelittlebitfoundation.org. We need financial support always. Mostly since we have this great trajectory to to grow. We need volunteers. We need loving hearts. People who love kids. Um we have a warehouse. We always need support in the warehouse. We always need support in our schools drives, in-kind drives. Um, But if you just want to get involved, we have an IT committee. We have finance committees. We have development committees. We have huge events we'd love for you to come to. But we need everybody to make a difference in our city.
0: Rose Hanley, thank you very much for joining Uh, us and we're happy to put and shine a spotlight on your organization, the Little Bit Foundation. Thank you very much.
1: Thank you. Such a pleasure.